Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So it is the end of January already. Can you believe it? <laughs> it seemed so long that I actually forgot what the uh, one of the first movies that we watched from Hallmark was. I was like trying to remember, okay, we had The Wedding Veil, we had North to Home. What was that other movie? And I could not <laughs> remember. You know what's <laughs> funny is I've been trying to remember what the other movie was from the ones that we're going to talk about today, which is funny because it was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that doesn't bode well for the January movies. I mean, at least for some of them, if we completely forgot about them when we literally watched them like a few weeks ago. Yeah. But that's just how January goes. <laughs> it was not the greatest of Hallmark outings, I didn't feel like. <laughs> no, and we didn't end on a high point, but we'll get there. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so first was The Perfect Pairing. It was on January 15th with Nazneen Contractor and Brennan Elliott. And just to set the stage, an influential and anonymous food and wine critic Christina, she slips on the ice and falls while visiting a winery, and no one knows who she is. Single father Michael and his family take her in to help her jog her memory. Yeah, another amnesia one. And this was another ice wine one, <laughs> which was yeah. kind of surprising. I will say that out of the ice wine ones we've watched, which is now, is it just this one, Ice Wine Christmas? Yep. I feel like there's a third one. I think so. Oh, okay. I liked this one better than Ice Wine Christmas. I did too. And I didn't know if you were going to feel that way because I feel like you liked Ice Wine Christmas a little bit better than I did. Mm -hmm. But I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. You know? Yeah. I think we kind of talked about this now that I'm remembering. So, side note to everyone. I took notes when I watched this movie and then... I lost these notes. I don't know where they are. So then I watched the movie again to <laughs> jog my memory. But now as we're talking, I'm remembering, I'm pretty sure I messaged you, Carrie, and was like, I liked this better than Ice Wine Christmas. And you said the same thing. Like, well, I'm surprised because you like Rosalind Sanchez and Lyric from Ice Wine Christmas, you know, and I'm kind of yes, so-so on Brennan. I mean, I like Brennan and I like Nazanin, but I love Rosalind and I really liked the lyric in that movie. But there was something, this movie just had the indefinable Hallmark thing that we can't figure out differentiates it from the Lifetime movies. Yeah. It, would, it just was better. I feel like it's a feeling and that's why it's so hard to explain. I don't know what it is, but just the movies feel better to me. Yeah. I I don't know what it is either. I mean, we had I know one scene in particular that I compared was when they harvested the grapes because you know for ice wine, you have to harvest them at night when it's like 14 degrees out. And so, ice wine Christmas, she ran to the square and rang that bell in the middle of the night and then everyone magically appeared dressed. Yep. And then went to harvest and was like, this is so weird, you know. But then in The Perfect Pairing, 
Brennan was like, oh, it's 14 degrees. We have to go out and harvest the grapes. And Nasty's like, oh, okay. And it just seemed more natural that they all went out there and harvested these grapes. Well, and you know what I loved about that scene? What? They had a snowball fight, like, right there in the middle of the harvesting thing. It was like this whole having fun doing it and turning it into, like, a game kind of a thing, which I was like, y'all need to get to business because you only got so much time. But at the same time, it was fun. (laughs) You got to hurry before it gets to 15 degrees (laughs) and it's too late. (laughs) You know why they could have that snowball fight, though, is because... This film looked like it was actually shot where there was real snow versus Ice Wine Christmas, where you could clearly tell it was the white, like, padding fluff stuff covering things. Yes. And I, um, I'm actually looking it up now. Did you look this up ahead of time where it was filmed? I don't think so, no. Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario. Hmm. It sounds pretty. I mean, it was pretty, but <laughs> Niagara-on-the-Lake sounds picturesque. No, I agree. And I'm wondering when this was filmed. I didn't see that on here, but let's see. Took place sometime in spring 2021. Hmm. So it was not real snow, but I did I did really like it. I thought it was really pretty. And I kind of like the winter wine ones because you we get so many of the non-winter wine ones where you see the vineyards and stuff, which is also pretty, but I like it kind of being a little different and the, the grapes look candied, you know? Yeah. They're just, Uh, I just want to say that even though this was shot in spring, I feel like it could still be snowy in Ontario, Canada. There's still snow in the North. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. I went to Banff in March one year. It was for my spring break, and, like, the snow was still piled up taller than I was. So that is yeah. very true. That is very true. That was the mountains, though, too. So I, I still think it's real. <laughs> okay. I still think it's real. We're going to go with it's real. <laughs> but I, I agree. I There is something unique about the ice wine winery versus the normal, like, vineyard place. Although, eventually, I'm sure we'll get sick of it. Like, another ice wine movie? Why are we? It's kind of like the maple syrup farms. Yeah. <laughs> we're like latching onto this unique idea and then we're going to run it for all it's worth until it's like a dead horse that we just. So we beating. come up with a new one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And this one, you know, was a promo for their actual dessert wine that they've come out with. Yeah, which we did not have. I did not have. I was going to order some. I was not going to buy theirs. I was like, oh, it's down here at the whatever wine and whatever I don't know what the wine store is called because clearly I go all the time so I was gonna run down and like grab a bottle of ice wine because they do have it there was like a $20 bottle or something I was like I'll go buy it and I'll try it before the podcast and that did not happen guys sorry I failed (laughs) shame Carrie shame maybe I can go buy one and then try it on Instagram instead yeah you should okay we all want to know about ice wine now this one i will give it it was very wintry the whole time they had that ice room that was like the tasting room yeah i liked the ice room yeah i did too because we didn't get that in the other movie no which i'm guessing is because it's so expensive because that's something they kept talking about like well enjoy it while you can because this room isn't going to be around for long because it's so expensive to upkeep which makes sense you have a whole room full of ice yeah 
you got to keep it at a temperature that keeps it ice. And then probably when people come in, you're adding heat to it. So it adjusts the temperature. There's probably is a lot of upkeep, which is now making me think about that ice castle movie. And how do they do that whole thing? (laughs) Well, I think part of that is because they're in a place that is consistently freezing cold. That is true. So it's just always icy and snowy year round. But you've got to keep the people inside warm while keeping the ice not melting. That's where I think the hard part would be. See, I never think that those places provide any kind of warming station unless it's outside. Otherwise, you're stuck with, you know, blankets and maybe maybe you have like a small heater that doesn't need to be plugged in for electricity. I feel like you go there expecting to be cold. So I, I don't expect an ice castle to keep me warm. <laughs> this is my dream place to sleep is basically what you're saying. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Give me. I the, sleep with three fans. <laughs> the colder, the better. I'm like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just need to go to the, a nice castle somewhere. Yep. That'd be fun. That would be a fun field trip. Across continents and to, countries. To Iceland. <laughs> I think is where it or was. Greenland. Greenland. Greenland is the icy one. Well, isn't it? Yeah, Iceland is the green one, but maybe it's not in, in the winter too. time. I don't know. Okay, we got way off track here, and then we didn't <laughs> think this was going to take very long. <laughs> Throw that ad- idea oh, out the window. Whew. All right. So you know, I don't like amnesia movies. However, I did like that she got her memory fairly early on like got it back it was around like a little after halfway point and normally I feel like they save the big oh I remember everything until like 15 minutes before the end yeah I did like that I was kind of on the fence about I have to make it better I have to make it better and whatever blah 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 bad idea just come out with it guys (laughs) I know you never once you know that you like who you are again you should not keep it a secret yeah no matter what it always comes out yeah it was just that that part I mean I guess that was good for you but I felt like it went on a little too long but I did like that she confided in the other worker there yeah that was kind of good she was like building trust with somebody at least I think they were trying to like save her character from being like totally terrible by having her at least be honest with someone. Mm-hmm. But I just liked that she remembered early on instead of the usual late type thing. So before we get to setting, or, well, it is setting, but ratings. <laughs> I had one quote and it's from Brennan and really I just liked it. So it's at the very end and when he was just staring at her and he was just like, I want to kiss you so bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's just being so forthright. (laughs) I know. That was so sweet. I really actually liked them together. I was kind of with you where before seeing the movie, I didn't really see them together as a couple. Mm. But he, I think his character was really well written and I really liked all the fun things that they did together. They did a lot of fun things and and I didn't take hardly any notes. I I took like two and I don't remember what one of them was, but I was just really enjoying the movie. 
Yeah, I agree. They definitely changed my mind on how I felt about them as a couple. I thought they were really cute by the end. And I agree that Brennan's character was the best. It's just so sweet, so like kind and just but like grounded. I don't know. I really liked him. Yeah. So good job, Hallmark writers. Yep. All right. Now we can go to ratings. Okay, let's do it. Oh boy. I haven't done any of these, just so you know. <laughs> They're gonna be oh. coming off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> setting i gave it a four because it looked like real snow real winter and you know that's a big thing for me in these january movies i'm gonna give it a five because i agree but i also really liked the ice room and that takes it up a notch Mm -hmm. so good job style though i gave it a three i thought it was average okay i can go with you on a three i thought nazneen looked nice Mm-hmm. they did keep, keep talking about like why on earth would you pick those shoes she's like I don't know why would I pick those shoes so it was interesting to see her character the arc of the character be like I want to be portrayed this way at the beginning and then when she doesn't know who she is she's more herself right mm-hmm. and it's like she's like yeah. I'll never take these boots off <laughs> kind of thing so um because early on she's wearing like very high heeled boots and they're just impractical yep and i i thought she looked good but i didn't think anything really stood out to me so i agree three is good cool and then storyline maybe this is a little harsh but i gave it a three as well just because it's another ice wine movie and while i liked parts of it i wouldn't I don't know. I wasn't like overwhelmed with joy or happiness. (laughs) I'm going to give it a four because I really did enjoy it. I think if they had not had like Wedding Veil, this would have been my number one movie for the whole month. Mm. I feel like it was really good. I liked the character arc and how she kind of came back to herself, like I've already said. And, And it was interesting to me the way they wrote The Boyfriend. They were angry. She was angry at him at the beginning. Usually they write these stories where the girl is just like taking the guy treating her badly Mm -hmm. and not like voicing how upset they are about it. Yeah. They're like, oh, my relationship is great. So I did appreciate that. That was more realistic. And then him being like, come on now, just answer the phone. I can't believe you wouldn't answer the phone. This is so childish. (laughs) I was like, I can totally see some guys doing that. (laughs) Or that would be me if I was that guy, too, probably. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're giving me the silent treatment? Come on. Oh, man. In the end, though, this one was hard for me to rate on the love and nonsense scale. You skipped winter, and this is the only one that's wintry. Sorry. I didn't put it on my notes because, you know, this was the slapdash after the second watching of it. Uh, It gets five winter snowflakes. Me, too. All right, now back to love and nonsense. It is in the middle of the scale, leaning towards leaning towards nonsense, but I did like it. Okay, so you're giving it a nonsense because it's technically would fall on that end of the scale. I'm giving it a love. It's not all the way to the love, 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 but it is definitely higher than a nonsense. Okay, moving on to the next one. We have Don't Forget I Love You with... Amelia Ullerup 
and Clayton James, where she gets a time capsule from her dead mother to complete six challenges to help her get out of her shell. And she completes these with her next door neighbor. So I actually really liked this movie and it gave me that feeling of, you know, how some of these movies I watch and they just kind of, I have like a calm sense when I watch them, like Baking Spirits Bright. Mm -hmm. I don't know like what it is about the movie that makes me feel that way, but this one made me feel that way too. It was just, I don't know. Now, did you feel like you related to this character? Because she does deal with some anxiety issues, which I know you also deal with some anxiety issues. So is part of the storyline, like she's learned how to deal with them in her everyday life, but this kind of thing kind of teaches her that she's limiting herself. She's still limiting herself and not avoiding her anxiety or like stepping out of her anxiety and like doing the things that she's afraid to do but she's she's able to live a life she's like controlled it so she doesn't feel the feeling so I was curious to know if you felt like this is like did this storyline speak to you I guess yeah um I definitely related to her a lot and I just liked that they were showing something that's a bit more serious and real life than normal and that they they like had her dealing with her anxieties and then like his the neighbor's daughter helping her get over hers at a like a younger age and so I appreciated like the groundedness again to it yeah and learning basically how to deal with with your issues because I wouldn't say she's completely healed you know or cured rather right by the end of the movie and I liked that well one she wasn't completely cured but also that he was there supporting her the whole time and wasn't judging her for her maybe irrational fears sometimes he was just there as a helpful support to kind of gently nudge her forward and be what she needed, basically, which I really appreciated. I, I liked that, too. I felt like the character that he was written in is kind of spontaneous or whatever. And I know a lot of people. I, I don't deal with anxiety, but I do deal with, like, perfectionism and needing things to be in a certain way. You know, like, I need things to go a certain mm -hmm. way. I need things to be done a certain way. I feel like I've known so many people who are like the guy, the spontaneous, and they're just like, come on, just get over it. Come on, let's just leave it alone. Kind of putting you down for where you're at, you know? And he mm -hmm. was not like that. They're crossing the bridge and he's like, come on, I'll go with you. Or you're doing a great job. He was very like supportive in helping bring out her ability to face her fears while he wasn't too giving in and just letting her get away with not doing it, but he was also not making her feel bad because she was dealing with the fears either. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I agree. And he had a cute little line when she, I forget which challenge she completed, but she agreed to do something that she was afraid of. And he said, add a girl. And I just love it when guys say stuff like that. Just. I don't know, like so proud and cute and like, you know, that's my girl type stuff. I'm just like, oh, that was sweet. That's so funny. Anywho. My dad says that all the time. <laughs> well, I don't need your dad's uh, connection to that. But 
that's why I don't think it stood out to me as much. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Although they okay. say you marry your father. Isn't that what they say? No comment. <laughs> okay. I will say I actually really ended up liking this movie. The first half was really, really hard for me to get through. And I don't know what it was exactly. I know I took issue with like the first scene where she goes into her office and she's like doing this morning thing. And I know that they're doing it for the story building aspect, but she gets there. She sits down. She finishes her last breathing. And the guy's like, oh, well, I can help with this, blah, blah, blah. I can da 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 da, you know, and invites her out and whatever. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to my dad's. We're going to celebrate. And then she literally just got to work and turned around and left to go meet her dad. Why did you go to work? Yeah, I thought that was weird. But they always do that stuff. I know. And it's like they could split the scene up. If they just had a break in the scene and put them sitting in different positions, you would know that the day went by and now it's time to leave. Mm -hmm. And he could have been like, hey, I'm heading out to go see my friends. Are you wanting to come? And you know what I'm saying? And you could have just ended the day and she could have said, I'm going to see my dad. And you could have filmed at the same time and it wouldn't have added anything extra it's just like little things like that that kind of drive me crazy sometimes. <laughs> okay, Carrie. <laughs> Did the terrible green screen drive you crazy? Oh my gosh, if that was not the worst green screen we have ever had. You know what gets me though, is they had a lot of pretty real shots in nature. And then they go on this epic road trip to nowhere where they're supposed to be around mountains and things and it's a terrible green screen <laughs> really loved this aspect of it where you know at that point she just puts her finger on a map her and her her dad and her mom used to do it where they just pick somewhere on a map and they go to it you know at the end they do it again you know and I loved that aspect and I felt like you guys just ruined this like really sweet thing with this stupid you you're right they could have filmed that very easily. Yeah, because you know they were in some nature-y pretty place, location. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. I didn't like that. It was bad. It was probably the worst part of the movie, even though it was a good emotional relational part of the movie. Yeah, but you couldn't pay attention to the relational part. I don't even remember what they talked about because all you could see was this really bad green screen. It yeah. took away from the moment. It really did. I feel like it would have been a good opportunity to just pick somewhere really, like, even if it wasn't somewhere majestic, like they were sitting in front of mountain ranges and whatnot, it could have just been uh, somewhere with a little river. And it's not like, it's still picturesque. It's still pretty, but it's not this amazing thing that you just happen to put your finger. You know what I'm saying? It, I felt like they tried to make it like it was this big, huge thing. When they could have just mm -hmm. made it something really simple and been like, oh, look, here we are. Well, you know what they could have done? Instead of having, because on their road trip, he spots this farmer's market and is like, oh, we should stop. That's part of road trip fun. They should have had their stop be the actual destination where they ended up because that place was really cute. And they did goat yoga with all these cute little goats. Like that would have been worth a road to nowhere type thing. Or, okay, I agree. I, and I think that that's a good idea. I think if I were writing it, though, what I would have done was I would have been like, they showed up at their place and it's not something amazing, right? It's like, oh, here we are on the side of the road and there's nothing to look at. 
And then mm-hmm. he goes, and then he says, Hey, but I saw a um, farmer's market. If you, a, a couple miles back, let's go there. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you get to mm-hmm. the destination, you end up somewhere. It's not amazing, but you make it amazing. Right. Yeah. That would have been a great story. We definitely could have made this better. Yep. We just fixed it. <laughs> You're welcome, Hallmark. But overall, it was really good. And the, it, I do think the second half redeemed the first half that I didn't love as much for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So that's all I have for notes. Do you have anything else for ratings? No, because I have nothing for this movie. <laughs> Okay. I'm making it up as we go. <laughs> then I will start rating. So oh, wait, for... wait, wait. No, I, I can, I'll tie it into storyline. Never mind. Go ahead. I was going to say, Carrie. <laughs> okay. Setting, I am giving it a four because I thought it was pretty. I really liked her house. And overall, it was just really nice looking. So it gets a high mark from me. I agree. I can give it a four. I will not give it a five because of that stupid green screen, though. Not happening. Yeah. Can't get a five for green screen mountains. Especially bad green screen mountains. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Style, I am giving it a three because, again, nothing too wildly amazing. I'm going to give it a four because I actually thought her outfits were really cute a lot of the time. So I'm going four. Okay. Storyline, I am giving it a four. I didn't give it a five just because it did have some slow parts. And I I don't know that I want to like watch it again and again and again, right? But I do think it was a really good storyline and unique. So it gets a four. Okay, I'm going to give it a four also. And I will give it a four because of the last half <laughs> But the main part within the last half that I think earns a four is her realization that her mother came up with this game for her because her mother had done it for her and she dealt with the same problems. And I found Mm -hmm. that was really interesting. I love that the mom met the dad doing the challenges and she's now met this guy doing the challenges and it was very sweet. It was very sweet. Yeah. It was a good twist that I didn't see coming. And then I was also trying to think, I don't know if you thought about this, but I tried to imagine if I got these challenges, what I would do because you don't want to meet people. (laughs) Well, that, but like the first one is meet someone new. And I feel like for her, it was a little easier because it fell into her lap with this new neighbor that happened to be outside when she was and they kind of had to interact and I'm like I never see anyone when I'm outside and especially never anyone that could potentially be a love interest like everyone's super you know they're a lot older than me around here (laughs) so like I just feel like man it must be nice you get this challenge and then the first one falls into your lap and then he magically helps you with all the other ones there's just a little jealousy there and he's the one that you're going to fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And I actually, you making that comment actually makes me think of this book that I cannot think of the name of it for the life of me. But it's this guy who has studied relationships and he says that dating's a number game, numbers game. 
And so his thing that you have to do is you have to, I think it's every week, meet five people or maybe it's three people. I don't know how many it is. It's too many (laughs) new people that you have a conversation with enough that they would be interested in dating you and that they would have a way of finding you to ask you on a date every single week. Yeah. That's, that's Henry cloud. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's kind of insane, but it is a numbers game. I mean, it is, it is the point. Like if, if I didn't stay at home all the time, I'd probably have a better chance of finding somebody to marry. (laughs) I know. And I can't even blame the pandemic on this because even beforehand, I wouldn't say I talked to that many like strangers in a week. Yeah. You know? it, so yeah, it's but the pandemic has has really cut that down. Yeah, <laughs> to negative zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are you giving this for winter? I'm giving it a zero because the setting, if you paid attention, was fall. The trees were turning. I saw red and orange leaves. This See, thing should have been a fall movie, and then they could have added more just fall decor in the inside. This is how I felt about the Where Your Heart Belongs one. And I agree. I'm giving it a zero also. Like, I don't understand. If you have naturally turning leaves for fall, why don't you just add a couple of pumpkins and scarecrows and make it a fall movie? It's not that hard. I well, don't whatever. Know. I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Because they don't want to do winter movies anymore. Well, sometimes they don't even want to do fall movies. You remember That's last true. fall? There That's was true. only like one true fall do, movie. Do we think this is because of the new leadership that Hallmark has? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure why moving away from seasonal things would be a thing. Because I kind of think that makes sense. But we'll see. I guess we'll find out what the movies look like for the rest of this year. Although we're not starting off great with winter January. Uh, Back to the ratings. I gave this one a love. But again, it was in the middle. And it just inched a little forward to love. Yep. I'm right there with you. All right. And the last one. Guys, butlers in love. This was on Saturday, the 29th. Stacy Farber, Corey Cott. Sparks fly at a prestigious butler academy where determined Emma and rebellious Henry train to become royal butlers. I just can't with this movie. This was exactly mm-hmm. what I was afraid it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, terrible. Unless you aspire to be a butler, which even the main guy in the movie said, I didn't think people aspired to be butlers, then you would not be interested in this movie. It's just a lot of butling information. (laughs) (laughs) Things I did not care to know, okay? And I will say that for me, the only highlight of this is I really liked the main guy. I thought he was really cute. He had like this retro-y hair thing with the leather jacket. I thought he was so cute. Mm -hmm. And I liked him and his character a lot. All the stuff with butlering, butling, whatever. 
not not it and i didn't like the main girl very much no i didn't see why he would be interested in her i didn't they didn't establish like why is he interested in her to the point that he's picking on her initially you know what i'm saying I, it was just weird i i don't know it didn't really feel like a romantic movie because there was really only one romantic-ish scene, and it's when he cooks for her. Or isn't that towards the end? So it wasn't. It didn't feel like a romance. It felt like an informational movie on yeah. how to be a butler. And like, we learned all sorts of information. I didn't realize butlers made so much money, which apparently they do. But they have to work all but the they time. They also, I guess, yeah, they don't get any time off. Which I did like that the guy, that was a reason he, part of the reason why he didn't want to be a butler is because he wanted a family and kids and he wanted to have time for them. And I was like, well, that's actually sweet. That was sweet. I liked that. And I mean, I kind of understood. Okay. I still thought it was dumb that she wanted to be a butler, but I kind of understood her feelings since she was so obsessed with the fake Downton Abbey show. Like, because in the real Downton Abbey, you know, Mr. Carson and then Mr. Barrow, they, especially Mr. Carson, they want to be the butler to, like, care for this family. And it's, like, a sense of pride and everything. And I just feel like that time has maybe passed. Also, I think the guy in the show or movie made a point of, like, this is fictional. Like, if a real butler acted like that towards their employers they'd be in trouble so even her fantasy of it was fake i don't know it was just dumb i agree and i felt like they really pushed like you like it's one thing to like grow up and you're like really want to do something like she doesn't know any butlers obviously so all of her experiences from the television and even when she's like let me let me show you what makes me want to be a butler she chose in the tv show Mm -hmm. i was just like guys like do this is like has she not thought about anything that she really like what this might really be like has she done no research into what this would be like how like, is it really something that she wants to do? It just felt like it was, I guess people do this all the time. I mean, I'm doing a job I don't really want to do anymore, but <laughs> you got to pay well, the bills. I was just thinking, I don't, I don't know any like real life, super popular authors, right. To compare my life to, but you, you know, you do, you can do research and find people similar to you or that you can look up to. And she just found a fake world and then what annoyed me was the entire movie was her working towards this and then of course spoiler alert in the end she decides it's not what she wants <laughs> all this work all this time wasted because it's not what she wants and, and she got the letter of recommendation and took the job that the family got her mm-hmm that's the part yep. that got me is like, 
How come you, like, why did it take you to getting there? He already told you when you were in the thing. I just wish, I don't know. I, this is just a bad movie. And I don't want to hate on people who get into jobs and they think it's one thing and it turns out to be something different. Cause literally that's actually every mm-hmm. single job ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like nothing is as amazing as you think it's going to be, but mm-hmm. I, I just really felt like nobody said to her other than him, you're living in a, in a, like a fantasy world is basically what she I was know. doing. Even the head butler of that academy, who clearly was done living the butler life, that he took a somewhat easier path of just, like, teaching people how to be butlers so his time wasn't taken up all the time. <laughs> like, he didn't even warn her, really. It was just, you know, telling her when she messed up and things. I don't know. Yeah. And then I actually rewound the end. Because I missed where they were working in the end. I'm like, so what are they doing now? And I guess they're just working at a hotel. That's because all they did while they were working was kiss. <laughs> that was the most That's awkward true. scene. Yeah. If I was working with her, I would have been like, hey, why am I doing all this work while you're standing there kissing him? Get to work. <laughs> they did not teach that in Butler Academy. They like, sure did no not. way. All right. Well, I'm done with this. Me too. I'm ready to rate. Let's do okay. it. Style, a one. And I get, I don't give it a zero because, you know, they were always in their butler uniforms because sometimes she was out of her uniform and I guess she kind of looked cute. So I'll yes, give it a not. one. I'm giving it a one and the only person who's getting a one is the guy. <laughs> okay. I mean, he looked fine too. He was cute outside of the butler uniform. Actually, he was cute in the I, butler uniform. I mean, he was cute, but you liked his hair, and I thought his hair was like a little too high. But you know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Uh, I skipped over setting. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I, it gave me the vibes of the Rat Pack or something with the leather jacket, like a very retro vibe. That's why I liked it. I thought it was the whole thing together. Yeah, I just didn't think it fit. Okay, okay, back to setting. I gave it a three for the brief moments of Scotland. Maybe that's still too high. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, setting is a hard one because I could almost give it a four. I'm thinking about these myself because I loved those big fireplaces. I actually liked a lot about the place where they had the academy. Mm-hmm. It was pretty. I liked the place she was in Scotland. I liked their home. Also... So I I think I'm going to give it a four. Whoa. That'll be my That's highest like score. That's the on best they're going to do. Yeah. Yep. Storyline. I think I'm being generous with this. I'm going to give them a two. And it's mostly because they tried something different and unique. It failed. But they are trying. So I gave it a two. Nope. One. Sorry, guys. This was bad. Do better next time. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And then for winter, it's a zero. It wasn't a winter. Zero. And it's nonsense. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's like all the way on the end of nonsense. It's not even towards the middle. It's a complete nonsense movie. I would not even recommend watching it to like laugh at it because it's really not even that funny. It's terrible. I cannot wait to post this on our stories and see where this ends up. <laughs> 
watch people be nice and be like, I'll give it a little mid middle of the road rating. What did Jen think? I haven't asked Jen yet. Oh, I'm so curious because she likes uh, she's very generous mm-hmm. to these movies, even when we're not. We'll see. <laughs> Usually, I I I can't see Jen loving this, but you can prove me wrong, Jen. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for now. Oh wait, we've got to rank them. How do how does our ranking oh, go right. for the whole month of January? Oh, yeah, for the whole month. All right, so the best one is, in my opinion, hmm, I'm going to say North to Home. I agree. And when I was saying earlier that the perfect pairing would be my top one, I was talking about Hallmark movies. I wasn't even thinking about the movies and mysteries because I forgot we were including movies and mysteries in this one. So I agree. North to Home is the best one. (laughs) Okay. And then second, I'm going to say The Wedding Veil. Yep, me too. I think this is where we're going to differ. Third, I'm going to say Don't Forget I Love You. I'm going to go with Perfect Pairing. And then I'm going to say Perfect Pairing. And then I'm going to say Don't Forget I Love You. (laughs) Fifth hmm, is going to be, I guess, Where Your Heart Belongs. Yep, that's where I'm going to. And then six is Butler's in Love. But, you know, those could almost tie for the end. Because Where Your Heart Belongs wasn't great either. It was just more acceptable in storyline. You know, more generic. (laughs) You know, what's funny is my guesses originally was Wedding Veil, North to Home, Where Your Heart Belongs, then The Perfect Pairing. So I, no, then Don't Forget I Love You, then The Perfect Pairing. So I actually switched The Perfect Pairing and Where Your Heart Belongs in my actuals. Hmm. But Wedding Veil and North to Home still stayed top two. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, we will see what happens when we get more Wedding Veil movies this coming month, and we'll rank those when we get there. But not this week, because we're just going to pretend like the first week in February doesn't exist. (laughs) It makes me so mad that they did that. I just cannot believe that they're like, oh, let's just do an encore. They should have just put th- one, two, and three, three weeks in a row. I know. We'll, we've complained about it. We'll probably complain about it again. Yep. Okay. So next episode, we're going to be doing best movie of each 2021 season. Woohoo! And we differ on this Which a little will be bit. Fun. Although we are very much on the same page, but we're kind of We're different. similar enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar enough. All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes release. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen. And our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.